Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Thursday, January 28th. You can hear Julie in the background making breakfast. Of course, this is what we do. It's Breakfast with Kent. There's got to be a breakfast. It's being prepared as we speak. Uh, we're brought to you, as always, by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to, the only dentist I've gone to the last 27 years. Make him your dentist today. Take control of your dental health. 317-849-2933. Let's talk about sports. Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts, is a gift that keeps on giving. Every time he talks to the media, he's fantastic at giving talking points to the media that last virtually the entire year. And yesterday was no different. He talked a lot about the future of the franchise and where the Colts are in terms of pursuing a quarterback, what kind of quarterback they want. He said three things of interest. The last I'll say, that's the best. Uh, the first is that what the Colts want is a guy who can lead them to compete for a Super Bowl now because he believes in a lot of places the Colts are Super Bowl ready. Unfortunately, a lot of those places aren't the important places. You know, everything's important. You need 22 starters who can all play. The Colts, they're a little bit deficient right now at edge rusher, cornerback, quarterback, those are three really important spots, and they probably need another weapon, which Jim Ursay uh, acknowledged, either a wide receiver or a tight end. Somebody can go out and catch a dang football. I sound like Philip Rivers, daggummit. Um, so what he said about the quarterback position is that they want that veteran. The best case scenario, what they would really like is a quarterback who they could draft and build around for the next 15 years. You don't do that with the 21st overall draft pick, and there is no clear route from 21st overall to the top pick to go get a guy like Trevor Lawrence. That just doesn't exist. So what you've got, you got guys like Matthew Stafford, who could come into the Colts as part of a trade, and the Colts could figure out a way for the next three, four, five years to be competitive with Matthew Stafford as quarterback. Can you bring him in and, uh, you know, uh, assume that he's going to be better than he's been in Detroit? Well, Detroit's been a hot mess for Staff virtually Stafford's entire career. They finally got it kind of straight when they hired Caldwell as a coach, but then they fired Caldwell, and what happened? It all unraveled under Matt Patricia, which was entirely foreseeable. Jim Caldwell is not charismatic, but he's a hell of a good football coach, and when you fire Jim Caldwell, you do so at your own peril. All right, those are the two things that he said that were really kind of relevant to today. What he said that is going to get all the headlines and has gotten all the headlines is that he would welcome back Andrew Luck. But he's retired. You know what? If, if the Colts were serious about welcoming back Andrew Luck, you, you'd have to have them tested for sanity, right? Maybe it's time for the booby hatch for the Indianapolis Colts. That would be insane. That would be irresponsible. Because Andrew, here's what Andrew Luck did. And I completely respect the decision that he made. Love the decision he made. Look, you've got a wife, had a baby on the way. Do you really want to put your long-term health at risk when you've got all the money you're ever going to need, all the money you could possibly spend, generational wealth that you have, you have put together through playing in the NFL through the, for the period of time that he did? What is the point moving forward? You question the timing, right? 15 days before the opener, he announces, adios muchachos. You can't do that. 
And I'm sure there's a backstory behind the timing that hasn't been shared with us, but you can't do that. And if the Colts open themselves up to that kind of chaos again, it would be absolutely foolish and ridiculous and pointless. Because what happened the first time threw that franchise into complete chaos. They're still reeling from what that was. With Andrew Luck, in the way that Chris Ballard was putting together the roster, they were going to be a Super Bowl contending team for five, six years, right? Without Andrew Luck, complete chaos. Jacoby Brissett, not a Super Bowl level, not a playoff level quarterback in the NFL. And, and so what you would be doing by welcoming Andrew Luck back is welcoming back the potential for that level of chaos. Because who's to say that Andrew Luck's wife at some point isn't going to say, you know, Andrew, this was really a bad idea. Can you pull the plug on this comeback thing? My God almighty. And then all of a sudden, on August 20th, there you are again, trying to figure out who the hell your quarterback's going to be. You can't have that. That level of chaos you cannot invite into your building, and that is exactly what the Colts would be doing by actually welcoming Andrew Luck back. I'm sure that Jim Irsay was being politically correct and generous of spirit when he said that he would welcome Andrew Luck back. I don't believe that they would actually do it. If he wanted to come back, you trade his rights. You get something, because you can't count on anything. All right, let's talk about the Pacers. Pacers, 116-106 winners last night against Charlotte. They were terrific. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Uh, Pacers, really, really good. Domas Sabonis, excellent. 22-11-10, another triple-double for Domas. What a passer. This guy just knows how to play basketball, and that's why he was the key component to what the Pacers got for Paul George. Outstanding trade in that you got Sabonis. Right, an all-star level player, going to be an all-star again. How about Miles Turner? Miles Turner with five blocks last night. That was his sixth five-block game of this young season. The Pacers right now are only a game and a half back in the Eastern Conference behind the 76ers and a game behind uh, the Bucks. They're playing really good basketball right now, really fun to watch. Malcolm Brogdon, really good last night, 25-7-6. and six. Dougie McBuckets. Went off last night for 28, only one three-pointer. Not hot from beyond the arc, only one of five. But really played well, scored the basketball, can attack the rim. He and Jeremy Lamb are really kind of a cool dynamic duo of, of that second unit. When this team gets healthy, and you've got Karis LeVert, and thank God he's going to be okay with the cancerous mass on his kidney being removed. Um, when you've got LeVert and you've got T.J. Warren, and you've got Turner, Sabonis, and Brogdon as part of that starting unit. And then you've got a second unit with Jeremy Lamb and Doug McDermott. Man, can you score points? You're going to be really fun to watch. And the Pacers are fun to watch. You've got Charlotte again tomorrow night, 7 o'clock on Fox Sports Indiana. Can't wait. This is really a fun team. If you're not watching the Pacers, you're missing good basketball. Good guys, and I think they enjoy playing together, which is not entirely common in the NBA. The Houston Texans, they've hired their next head coach, a guy named David Culley. If you've never heard of him, you're not alone. He was the assistant head coach for the Chiefs, and then uh, since then, he's been the assistant head coach for the Ravens. Everybody who's worked with him says he's a very loyal, enthusiastic, energetic, positive guy that the Texans are getting. He will be the fifth uh, minority head coach in the NFL. The Ravens, as a result 
of the Texans hiring Cully are going to get two third-round uh, compensatory draft picks, which is interesting. Part of the uh, kind of that incentive program that the NFL has has presented to teams. If you develop minority coaches and they get hired as head coaches, you're going to get some draft picks. Good. I think that's a good thing. We'll see how, whether David Cully can coach, whether he can get Deshaun Watson kind of on board with returning and being a part of that franchise. Because without Deshaun Watson, what do they have? They got an aging J.J. Watt who can't stay healthy. Uh, Butler versus Xavier tomorrow night at Henkel Fieldhouse. That game at 6.30 on Fox Sports 1. Then Saturday night, you got college basketball up in West Lafayette. Purdue hosting Minnesota. Minnesota ranked. This is a pretty good team. Maybe Richard Pitino finally putting it together up in Minnesota. I don't think so, though. I think they're going to falter down the stretch. I just think that's the way Minnesota does business. You see in fits and spurts that they can play, and then all of a sudden they disprove what you feel is, is their ability to go out and win in the Big Ten. I, I don't think that they win in West Lafayette. I think Purdue, who is really fun to watch, as opposed to their uh, Big Ten brothers to the south. Purdue, really fun to watch. Looking forward to that game Saturday night. Indiana doesn't play this weekend because Michigan has suspended all athletic activities. What are you going to do? Pat Fitzgerald, head football coach at Northwestern, signed a 10-year extension yesterday. That is going to pay him a lot of money. Because Northwestern is privately owned, they don't need to release the uh, it's a private school. They don't need to release the terms of their contracts. We can't we can't file Freedom of Information Act requests in order to get that information. And so, you know what? We just know he's going to get paid a lot of money, or he wouldn't have signed the deal, right? What do we care? If Pat Fitzgerald makes three million a year, five million a year, seven million a year, what the hell's the difference to us? <laughs> Why do we need to know? You know, I guess we're just curious about that kind of thing. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? On this. Well, it's still dark. I don't know whether it's lovely or not uh, on this Thursday morning. Doing breakfast in the dark, man. I'll tell you, winter needs to be over now. Let's get winter done now. Uh, Kent Preston, happy birthday. Love all guys named Kent. You know, people named Kent, they go through a special level of turmoil as they have been mocked by their classmates uh, because Kent rhymes with things. Kent, you say... You kind of, you uh, put one vowel in there in place of another. All of a sudden, you got another word that sounds different. You know. Um, anyway, Paul Bogdanoff, happy birthday. The great Fred Nation celebrating a birthday. Sandy Cohen and Brandon Nicholson celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Just be nice to each other. Lift each other up. It, these are the doldrums, right? Weather-wise, light-wise, COVID-wise, we got doldrums. And if we can be a source of light for one another instead of a source of darkness and negativity, wouldn't that be nice? Yes, it would be. Are we capable of that? I don't know. Some of us seem to be. Uh, we'll talk to you later today inside Indiana Sports. I wish Jim Ursay would talk to the media every single day. It, it is just, it, it, my heart swells when he speaks because, man, does he say things that you can kind of, you can riff off of 
And it gives you topicality in writing and in talking in sports media for weeks and weeks and weeks. Thank you, Jim Irsay. Thank you. We'll talk to you later today inside Indiana Sports Now.